All right. Well, hi there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow. Welcome to this episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today, my guest on the show is my good friend, Mr. Daniel St. Jean. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am fine, as usual. You are always fine, my friend. So if you, if you aren't familiar with Daniel, he is somebody that I admire a lot for lots of different reasons. First of all, Daniel has been a, an entrepreneur for many, many, many years, got into real estate investing in 2010 and has just torn things up. In fact, at the time of this recording, he's created a portfolio of uh, over $20 million, worth over $20 million, 56 properties running, going strong. He's done all of those deals with investor partners. So that is raising capital is a big strength of, of Daniel's. And what I love about Daniel and, and what he and his wife, Laurel, have accomplished in this relatively short period of time is, you know, and Daniel, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way or I don't want you to be offended by this <laughs> because it, I've taught and trained and, and worked with so many people over the years and people always have excuses about why they don't get involved in real estate investing. And one of the excuses I've heard quite often is, well, you know what, Dave, I'm past 40 or I'm past 50 or I'm, I'm whatever this BS age thing is, I, it's, I'm a little bit too old to get into real estate investing. Now, you guys weren't spring chickens when you jumped into real estate and, and you've taken it by storm. So I love that because, again, it's just another example of getting rid of any that people might have in their mind and just taking action. So, Daniel, welcome to show. Oh, the other thing I want to mention about Daniel done an amazing job with putting together a phenomenal real estate investment club based in Burlington, Ontario. I had the pleasure of speaking at that club earlier this year at Daniel's invitation. I had uh, close to 200 people out for that and that was their first year anniversary of the club. So I've been to a lot of real estate investment clubs. Uh, the getting that kind of growth and that kind of consistent turnout to, to events is virtually unheard of. So tipping my hat to you and to your, your team there, my friend. So, you know, with Sarah and with Alfonso as well, you guys have done an amazing job. So, and we're just warming up. Wait till we see what happens in the next 12 months. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So Daniel, welcome to the show. Uh, anything that I've missed there that I should have added? No, except that I don't even remember what spring chicken feels like, but okay. Cool. <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. So Daniel, why don't you give us just a quick recap of your entrepreneurial journey, what you were doing before you got into real estate investing, what sparked that interest in real estate and how you got started? The last time I had a paycheck, meaning the last time I worked for somebody was in 1986. And the last time that my wife, Laurel, had a paycheck, meaning working for somebody was in 1981. So we've been entrepreneurs on our own, doing our own thing for 30, 35, 36 years. So this is nothing new to us. I have owned an art gallery. I have been a publisher. I have done network marketing. I have yeah, done various different businesses. But although the, uh, the type of business were different, they all had one thing in common. What's that? You need to communicate. You need to find people. You need to talk with people. You need to communicate with people. You need to basically, one thing that I teach people when, we give, when I give a, a seminar is no matter what business you're in, forget whatever you're selling, you're in the people business. 
everything is and if you if you start anything with the, the mindset that I'm starting into a people business doesn't matter what what it is that you're doing it's gonna really really make a difference in your success because that means you're gonna spend as much or more time on developing your people skills than on selling your widgets because if you become so totally knowledgeable about your widgets but you have your you suck at talking to people, <laughs> you're not going to sell any widgets. Fair enough. And exactly. So uh, getting an investor on board uh, with a real estate deal, the, the property is the widget. The deal is the widget. Getting tenant buyers on board if you're doing rent to own, that's the widget there. So yeah, makes sense. So what caused you to change from whatever you're doing prior to real estate to jumping in with both feet into real estate investing? Well, well it was a seven-year project and I am not going to give you the seven-year. No. No, <laughs> but Laurel, my wife, my wife, Laurel has always been a wine aficionado. I didn't say a wino. I said a wine aficionado. Don't, don't mix up the two. Um, and back in 19, in 2007, we had a conversation one day um, and, and she said, I would really like to become a winemaker, a, and I really want to advance my knowledge of, of the wine industry, wine production. So at that time, she did the research and the way to do that was to take a full year course in Niagara on the lake. Well, that meant moving to Niagara on the lake from Ottawa where we lived. It also meant that whatever she was doing as a contractor, um, and me, at the time I was a contractor for the government, neither one of these things would work. So we needed to find a source of income that would detach us from Ottawa, that we could do from anywhere. And um, coincidentally, and you know, they always say there's no coincidence, but at some point, while we're having these conversations and making these plans, and that was actually, sorry, that was December 2009, somebody invited Laurel to attend a weekend seminar of uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Well, Laurel couldn't go. Uh, she was out of, out of the country, so I went. And by Sunday night, when I came back and she was back home, I told her what I had heard, and we decided, okay, that's it. We're gonna be doing real estate. We had zero experience in real estate, but we had experience in business and dealing with people. So you have a business experience dealing with people, mm, that's a good start. So we incorporated in, in February 2010, and that's it. Within uh, six months, we had our first deal, and uh, we never stopped since. And it, the business grew to the point where in 2014, so after four years, the income had completely replaced what we were doing before. So we packed and moved to Niagara on the Lake. From here, you can walk 15 minutes to the college where Laurel went, and we're here now. We're not moving. Now, that is awesome, right? So you had... The you know, people talk about having a big why. <laughs> there, there was the why, and you guys found out oh, yeah. the way to make it happen, and you did it. So, yeah, that's phenomenal. So, talk to me a little bit about what is your primary focus when it comes to real estate investing? What's your strategy that you do most often? Well, during that weekend with our, our instructor, Pip Stelic, the best instructor in the world, he talked for pretty much half of the Sunday on rent to own. And by the time I was finished with my 23 pages of notes on rent to own, I was absolutely convinced when I got home that evening that that was the best win, 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 win strategy I could put together. 
together and we never back. That's what we've been doing. We are just about to put in place deal number 45. So rent own is our favorite. When we moved here, we were buying a house in a new development and that was the last phase of the development. So we bought a house for us and then we went back the next day and we bought the whole block. We bought all 12 houses pre-construction and we had no idea we were going to finance that, but we said, hey, we have six months before they close, so we'll figure it out. So we bought all 12 houses and those were for, those were buy and hold for renting. So we found a property manager and they ended up being rented, except the one we live in. (laughs) All right, Daniel. So it sounds like you've been raising capital from your very first deal. Talk to me a little bit about that and the, the thought process that went behind that. Well, during that weekend with the Rich Dad Poor Dad, a lot was talked about using other people's money, OPM. Kiyosaki is, is very big on that. The idea was if we start doing one or two deals on our own, then there's going to be a limit at one point and we're going to have to find another way to structure number three, four, five, six. So why don't we start right off the bat with a strategy that will allow us to finance a deal 100% through other people's money because if it works for number one, it'll work for number two. And then we, we cultivate, we improve that strategy. And then we have no limit on how many deals that we can do. So, so far we've financed 56 properties with other people's money, a little over $20 million, as you mentioned earlier, 100% financed through other people's money. So there's no limit if you're going to do it to other people's money. So that's what we, that's why we started from day one. So how much, how Roughly, how many investors does that represent and, and how much capital have you raised for your different deals? Total of the houses with the one that we're going to get next week is $20,800,000, almost $21 million. But is um, that the total portfolio? Is that how much money you've raised? Well, it depends what you mean by raise. For example, if I go to you and you, you qualify for a mortgage for $300,000, did I raise that money? Well, indirectly I did because it's not right. my money. So the $21 million represent the total value of all the properties, including mortgages, RSP mortgages, cash, or whatever it is. But the properties together cost 21 million bucks and we never put a dollar of our money in there. Therefore, we raised 21 million dollars. Yeah, if, you, if you look at it that way, that's, that's definitely true. And how many investor partners does that represent? Not more than, I would say, at the very, very most, including all the 50, but probably 30 main investors and maybe 20 uh, like, you know, somebody does a bridge, for example, which lasts four or five weeks. Uh, I still consider them an investor, but they're in, almost like incidental. But the main investors, not more than 30. Repeat investors. We'll talk about that a little later, the importance of repeat investors. Definitely, 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 definitely. All right. Well, that's, that is phenomenal. So you're focusing on, you've been going at this since 2010. Within four years, you guys replaced your income. You're able to you know, create your dream lifestyle. Talk to us, talk to us a little bit about that, Daniel, because, you know, a lot of people get into real estate investing with this, you know, nebulous kind of idea of they want to become rich. They want to become wealthy and that's great. But you guys had a, a very definite goal in mind. The first thing was to get Laurel into a new profession around wine, but then you've got also got a lifestyle goal. So talk to us a little bit about that because that's really inspirational. Well, the lifestyle goal is uh, that we want to spend at least uh, 
six months of the year uh, visiting other countries and mostly countries what, that have wineries. It's, it's, I know it's an accident, but it just so happened that every time we go to France, Spain, Italy, Portugal, Argentina, Chile, and places like that, they all have, happen to have wineries. I'll have to ask Laurel about that, but I think there's, there's not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised you haven't become a wine owner, to be perfectly frank with you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but if you could see me from top to bottom, you would realize my size. And then if I told you I was a size four when I'm at Laurel, you would probably understand that she's a good cook and, and we love wine. <laughs> there you go. You're living the good life. But that is awesome. So you're basically traveling around, enjoying the good life, tasting wine, left, right, and center about six months out of the year. And I know that because I, I had the pleasure of having a visit with you guys when you were in my neck of the woods. Kind of the Okanagan area of British Columbia, which is where there are wineries, where there are wineries. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk. Our main focus for today's chat. And you know what, Daniel, just to give you the heads up, I'll reach out to you again because I'd love to do a, a, a whole other talk with you about specifically how you find deals. So about the whole rent own strategy and how you find deals, that would be a really good conversation to have at another point. But for today, let's focus okay. on raising capital. So you started from deal one, raising capital. You were already comfortable as a people person. A lot of people that I've, I've worked with are very, very petrified, to be perfectly frank with you, at the idea of approaching people about investing with them. How did you get started, especially with no real estate track record, how did you get started raising capital? So the way I'd like to answer that question is to, is talk about because th th there's two parts in, in, in the sentence that you said there there's the finding people and then raising money from them and to me it's almost like those two would be like two separate courses and we're going to talk about both but I want to address first the where to find people so when I give a seminar on this topic I divide people in four groups the first group is the people you know now no, sorry, the people who know you, I made the mistake that everybody else makes. It's not the people you know, because I know a lot of people and if I died tomorrow, they would not come to my funeral because unless they see my face, they would not know my name. You know what I mean? Like my mechanic, for example, or even the people I go to the bank all the time, they all know me. But if somebody came in the bank tomorrow and said, oh, Daniel Saint-Jean died, they'd say, who's that? Because we don't, you know, so I know them, but they don't necessarily know. Me. If I call on the phone and said, hi, Mary, this is Danielle. She said, who are you? Mm -hmm. So it's not the people who know that I know. It's the people who know me. So family, friends, neighbors, uh, co-workers, the people you meet at the, at, at the networking club, the people you play golf with, the church. So kind of what I call people that you have a pre-existing relationship with, right? Pre-existing relationship with. Group number two is the people that you don't know, but the people that, that we just referred to, they know them. So now this will be for referrals later. So their circle of influence. Mm -hmm. Number three, now we're going to strangers and the strangers come into two groups. Number three, strangers who know something about real estate investing. I'll get back to them in a minute. And number four, strangers who don't know anything about real estate, all stake also known as Joe Public. And right away, if anybody's making any notes, I'll say take a marker and cross up group number four. They are the hardest people to talk to. They are the hardest people to, to advertise and market to. And they are the most dangerous because you need to, in order to get their attention, you need to use words and 
things that you may regret when the uh, Securities Commission get a hold of you. Not so, me. You, you will regret it. You, you will definitely regret yeah, it. Yeah. Regret it. So number four, forget it. So number three is my favorite group of people. So the, I don't know them, but I know they're at Rain. I know they're at Rockstar. I know they're at our meeting. I know that anytime I go to any event of, around real estate, I don't know. I could walk in the room, there's 50 people. I don't know any of them. Well, that was a while back because now that's impossible, but way back. But I know one thing about them. I know one thing about them. It's Tuesday night, nine o'clock, and they're not sitting home or doing something else. They're here because of real estate. They're my people. I affectionately call them real estate freakoids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess you said it. You, you nailed it right on, the, right on the head there. Anybody that's going to come out to a real estate investment meeting, especially on a consistent basis, uh, is not normal, and and I and, and that's good, right? Because a normal person is at home watching Netflix or fooling around on Facebook or sports. Whatever normal people do. So being around those folks that get it is huge. Yeah. So let me ask you this, then, Daniel. I know we're getting off on tangents, but that's the way I roll. Rewind, and I agree with you. I think that's a that is a great. You know, I I talk about stranger danger. <laughs> that would be your category four, big time. Category three, yeah, it's we still got to be a little careful there, but it's a lot safer. Yep. And you don't have to start from scratch educating them about the big benefits of real estate investing. Now, that said, if you remember way back to when you first started, how did you kind of, as a relatively inexperienced real estate investor, get anybody's attention in those kind of meetings? Because the thought would be, well, everybody's there to learn how to do real estate and to find investors. There's got to be a lot of competition. So how do you cut through? Okay. Can we get back to that? In, because I have, I have that answer ready here, but I wanted to do a little side here because the one thing I want people listening to this recording or webinar, podcast, sorry, or whatever you call it, is this year and a half ago, I was a, as, uh, on a panel on a special event put together by Rain, and there was four of us, and they were asking the question that you were just asking. This was my answer as to where do you find people. I said all of the people, 95% of the people we dealt with came from number three. The lady sitting next to me who has done almost as many deals as us, as, as successful as we are, said, huh, 95% of the people I've dealt with are in group number one. See, friends, family, coworkers, church, whatever. So what I'm saying here is just because we did all of our networking in group number three, that's our recipe for success. But the lady next to me, her recipe for success was talk to the people who know her. So there is, I don't think there is a universal one way of doing it. It really depends on circumstances, individual, whatever. We like group number three. She liked group number two. Now, having said that, don't forget, when I say group number three, our strangers who are about, uh, you know, who know about real estate, well, once you've had a meal and, and a glass of wine and you've talked a little bit and you've met them, well, now they're in number one, they're group number one. They know you, I know, I know them, and we share an interest for real estate. So, but I just thought that I'd mention that, that it's not necessarily stay away from one two or two or four. Three is my recipe. Hers was number one. And I would say stay away from group number four. Yes, that, that's a common. <laughs> yeah, I would say stay away from group number four. Okay, so can we get back to, to that? Yes. About how do you, you know, because you're an outgoing, confident kind of guy. Most people aren't, right? Most people are kind of more a little bit introverted. 
So what suggestions do you have for people, especially kind of newer or novice real estate entrepreneurs? They've sell because most people have self-financed their first two or three deals. You know that, Daniel. So they're at the point now where they hit the wall. They don't have any more cash. Maybe they've run out of credit. Now they need to start working with JV partners or investor partners. And they're going to your event. They're going to a so right event, let's say. What's your suggestion on how they can make a dent in there when there's so many other people trying to find investor partners? How do you stand out? Well, okay. Number one, I network, meaning I go to an event. I go to the event to meet new people and talk with them. Or So number one, if, if I go to an event with my wife, we don't sit at the same table because there's nothing new I'm going to learn from her while she's there. So... <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that I go to the rain event in Toronto and I see five people who drove from Ottawa to come to the event and they spend a weekend sitting at the same table. What could you be thinking guys? <laughs> How many more people are you going to meet when you, anyway, you know what I mean? So I go to the event to network. It's getting a little difficult now because if I walk into the rain room, there's, uh, there's at least 60 people I know there. So I have to kind of find my way to avoid them. Otherwise it's going to be a social event, but um, you know what I mean? But I go there to network. I connect. When I say connect is have conversation and I don't, one thing is, is for sure, we're all there about real estate. So it's not like they're going to, I need to tell them what I'm doing. I just, I just need to connect on a personal level. And we talk about all kinds of things. We'll talk about politics. We'll talk about sports. We'll talk about God during the, the month of May. It was all about the Stanley Cup and stuff like that, but just make a connection exchange business cards, follow up. This will separate you from 90% of the people who are in the room. They'll give you or they'll ask you for your business card. They'll give you the business card and they, you never hear from them again. So I follow up and then I always have something that I'm going to send them. I have something I'm going to send them. So that will be educational or a connection or a list of books or a recommendation on the book, but just something that anyway, to follow up. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to let, because it's second nature to you now, my friend, but this is information that a lot of people might have glossed over in the past, but it makes a huge difference. So let's, and again, sorry for kind of going off on that. <laughs> this is good stuff. So let's say, you know, you're going there on purpose. You and Laurel, you are a networking machine. You are mission impossible, you know, team just going in there, right? And yep. you're splitting up. She's doing her thing. You're doing her, your thing, but you got a purpose in mind to meet new people. So just walk me through that. Let's say I'm somebody at rain. We don't know each other and you want to connect with me. How would you break the ice? How would you approach me? How, what would you say? Oh God. Um, gee, it's different from, well, how do you break the ice? Like when you're meeting a new person at one of these networking events, what do you, how do you start the conversation? What brings you here? I mean, what are you looking for? Are you looking for people with deals? Are you looking for, uh, I mean, are you looking for, why are you here this evening? I mean, you're looking, you came here this evening because you have a deal and you're looking for an investor or you're an investor looking for a deal or you're looking for a professional or you're looking for just basically information or your wife is repainting the living room and you decided that uh, it was better to be at rain for the evening than to be in the house with her painting. I don't know. I know whatever. And then we just start talking. So then, cause I need to find out, you know, when we, when we have our event at our club, yeah. you may, 
uh, remember that we people have a, a name tag and if they put a green dot on their name tag it means they are looking for deals and if they put a red tag uh, a red dot means they're looking for investors other clubs don't do that so i have to ask the question i need to know the person in front of me is he going to be working for me or am i going to refer somebody to that i need to make a connection build a connection with him what can i do for him so that i can find out after what he can do for me very very cool so okay that's that's so we're breaking the ice you get that connection going you exchange cards and myself included back in the day you know i'd have a shoebox full of business cards that i did absolutely nothing with you're not that guy no you actually do something with those cards so walk us through that after the event a few days later how do you reach out to that person make that reconnection and start giving recommendations well again it really depends on whether they are you know whether I'm, they're going to be investing with me then i know what i'm, I'm going to be sending them some information about how you can invest with us a list of some uh, t testimonials or a list of uh, references or copies of our contracts or, or some information that they can look at, whatever, but something like that. But if they came to me and said, well, I'm doing this flip and I came here because I don't know who's a good electrician, I might send an email to 20 or 30 of my group in, say, Hamilton and I say, hey, who's a good electrician here that you've got experience with? Once I get the information, I'll forward it to that person. There's a little bit of work involved here, but I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, you've done seminar. You do seminars all the time. On, on, and one of the first things you do in your seminars, uh, live seminars, is establishing the value of a, you know, a good connection or an investor. So spending 20, 30 minutes to find some information or something and send it to somebody. And now they're going, wow, he said, because here's one thing do what you say you will do. If I take up somebody's card and I say, okay, I know a good property uh, or, or a good home inspector in Stony Creek, I'll send you the information tomorrow. If I send them the information tomorrow or at the worst the day after, I already separated myself from the other nine people who said they were going to do something and they will never. So all of isn't, this isn't is creating that amazing. Trust. Isn't, isn't that I amazing? Know. Right? It's that simple. Just do and what you say you're going to do. Yes. And give value. So here's what I'm hearing. You, you give value first, right? You're, you're giving value first, whatever, however that looks like. You're making that connection. You're doing what you said you're going to do, whereas most people are just looking at what can I get from the other person? Well, Dave, if you want to have some pears in your yard, do you go to the ground and ask for pear or do you plant the tree first? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm asking that, that because I'm looking at out my yard here and we have pear trees in our yard. Because <laughs> we live in Niagara on the lake where we haven't had winter in two years, so we can do That's that. Nice. So, but you know, it's just one of those things that we need to have whacked into our heads again and again. It's so important. And, and having somebody that actually does this, it was interesting. I was just talking with July Ono doing a podcast with her recently, another very successful real estate entrepreneur. Same thing, way of going about it, but the same thing when she makes the connection. She follows up, gives value first, gets the relationship started on the right foot, right? Not by asking for something. So I would take your business card. I have upstairs in my office, because I'm in the dining room right now, but I have upstairs in the office, 26 binders, one for every letter. Actually, some of them have more. And if so, I send you an email with the information, it'll come back. I'll print that and I staple your card to this. It's an alphabetic border binder. And every so often, 
on a weekend like this weekend, for example, if I had nothing other to do, I will take a binder and I'll just flip through it and I'll say, huh, we haven't, I haven't heard anything from this guy in six months. So I might send him an email and, or a lady or guy, whatever, and just say, hey, what have you been up to since we talked last time? I remember you said something about buying that cottage. How is that coming along? Whatever. But just not a, not a weekly thing, not even a monthly thing. But if I haven't heard from somebody in six months, let's just find out what's new with them. Pretty sure not very many people do that. Again, it's top of mind. And you teach that too in your, in your seminar, top of mind. How do you say top of mind with people when they're bombarded by so much stuff and they meet so many people? Well, just stand out. But the thing is, you don't need to be a master juggler to stand out. You can, you just have to provide value and do what you said you'll do already in the top 5% people that they will meet. So it's that easy. All right, Daniel. So we've kind of talked quite a bit about that first part of the whole thing. So where and how to find prospective investors. And then your next category is, okay, so now how to raise capital. So let's talk a little bit about that. So now you've started the relationship, you've made that connection, you know somebody's kind of interested in real estate, but more from the passive side. They'd rather, they'd rather invest with somebody, have them do the work and share the profits. How do you make that transition and how do you get from you know, prospect to investor? So I knew this is kind of the key of, of this whole conversation. So that's why I wrote it down here sequence in, in sequence. So as I said, so I network, I connect, I follow up. My plan here is to sell me as a knowledgeable, connected, trustworthy business person. If they perceive me as that, it's 90% of the work is done already. My next step after that is to educate them in general terms about what I offer. What do I do? What deals do I, um, do, I do? How do I structure my deals? I might even send them a copy of my um, agreements and contracts so they can show them to their accountant, lawyers, whatever. And then I'll, we'll have conversation. And that happened actually just recently, Linda. And it's her real name, but we know so many Lindas. I met her, that was in May. Yeah, that was at the, at the event in May. So I met her, I did exactly what I said here, sent her the contracts, her husband, I and Linda, conversation, exchange, and then they felt confident. Now they went, so the next, so now they, they went and got a line of credit on their house so they can put the down payment on the next property. They talked to a mortgage broker and then now they know they're qualified for a property up to $500,000. So now we are at the point where they're ready to go. So yeah. now I put them on the, I have four lists, lists of people who can get mortgages, lists of people who have RSPs, lists of people who have money to invest short term in bridges and People have money to invest long-term. Those are my four lists. When I have a deal to offer, and this is what I do probably differently from a lot of people, I never would call somebody, me, that's me. Remember, that's me. I, I would not call somebody and say, can I meet you at the restaurant? I got to show you something. Because I did all the work of the preparation. And when they're on my list, basically, I got the email actually from Linda just on uh, Monday. And she said, okay, stand by, let us know. She's ready to go. All the work's been done. The trust has been established. The connections are there. She's ready to go. I will then write an email, very short, usually not more than about 200 words, describing the deal very succinctly. And I will send that in to everybody all at the same time, now in, C in BCC, to everybody who's on that list. And then I just sit there and I wait to see who's going to come back and say, I'm in. And so far, 
I wrote it down here because I thought that was pretty cool. So the record so far is Samuel. He came back in 12 minutes since I'm in. <laughs> That's because the last time he came back to me in 20 minutes and somebody had already spoken. So now <laughs> when he sees a meal, a, a deal from me, uh, he's very quick because the last time he missed a really good one by a few minutes. So now that is how I've done it. So in other words, I do all the preparation work before yeah. I People are ready. They, they, they want to work with me. They're ready. They're just waiting. As soon as I have a deal, boom, it's it's gone. I, I don't have to do a presentation. I don't do pro forma. I don't do any of that. I spend more time on the people and, and on establishing the connection and the trust in me because if we have a connection and they trust me, the details of the deal, especially the way we structure them, is not that relevant uh, to them. So, Well, that's that's something that that I learned a while ago, right? And, and I've said this quite often. I, I first heard it from Ken Beaton, who goodness knows who he heard it from, but people invest in you and the deal really is just the collateral. So they're really in investing in Daniel St. Jean and your lo lovely wife, Laurel, and your experience, your knowledge, and your track record. The deal itself is the collateral for their money. They don't really care about the color of the paint, the exact location of the property, da-da-da-da-da-da-da they're investing in you. So very, very smart. So to, to summarize what I understood you to say, you do all this legwork up front, getting the relationship going, explaining, educating them about what you're up to, going back and forth. It's not a, a one hit wonder type thing. This is an ongoing thing. You get to the point where they say, yeah, you know what? I'm really keen, I'm interested. They jump through a few hoops. Getting pre-qualified these days means they have to jump through quite a few hoops. <laughs> yeah. No one's serious. And you've created this short list of investors in the wings. They're, they're, they're biting at the bit, ready to do a deal with you. Yep. Get the deal, you just kind of put together a really short synopsis, send it to your whatever it is. By this time, you know, it's category one, two, three, or four, depending on the deal. You only send it to those guys, right, in one of those categories. Okay, here it is, first come, first serve, create scarcity creates mm -hmm. urgency. Yep. They don't jump on it right now. They don't, because then you probably let everybody know, sorry, this one's taken. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then next time they're right, you know, they're anxious to get on board. So that's yeah. brilliant. So you have set things up because you and I have both heard this in, in real estate training. Just find a good deal and the money will find you. Well, I say bullshit to that unless you do what you have just done. And that is get that, that group of, investors in the wings ready to go and then when you find the good deal all you have to do is something like what you just did and it gets snapped up right away yep and here's a, here's another advantage too of doing a fair amount of you know like i said before the i network i connect i follow up i sell myself trust and everything is that samuel who got that deal that was his number four Eric is up to number five. Uh, Cheryl is up to number five. And this person, now Linda, that'll be her first, but she already told me that according to their mortgage broker, they can qualify for four or five deals because they have, <laughs> yes. Uh, so there you go. So it, it, yeah, there's a fair amount of work at the beginning. I don't even want to call it work, but, but after that, yeah. oh my God, when, when you're sitting there and you have a list, because what that means too is that when a, a realtor calls you and says, hey, I have a, um, a pocket listing here for this, this or that, whatever, and uh, we have to act really quickly, this is not the time to start 
inviting people to go to a restaurant and have a, a coffee yeah. so you can know. This is the time where you can just say, give me the details, forward the email, the email to your list, and then just sit there and wait who's going to do the deal. So this is where we're at now. Now, I realize it wasn't like that the first few months, but it didn't take long. By year number one, after one year, we were already at that stage where we had people waiting to, uh, to, work, to work with us. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. When it's the chicken and the egg, do we find the deal first and then the capital or the capital and the deal? Find the capital first, then you can confidently go out and do deals quickly. That's Is it okay if I correct you on this? Sure. Find the people first, which will bring you the capital and then you find the deal. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. You're absolutely right. The Absolutely. people first. It's a people business. <laughs> it is a people business. That's for sure, my friend. Okay. Uh, I love it. We got, it, got off on tangents. We're, we're running short on time here, my friend. But, and you know what? I'm going to save that question for when we talk more about what you do with rent own and, and how you find deals. But, you know, heaven forbid, but Daniel, you and Laurel are wiped out. Your, your portfolio evaporates. Okay. Your current contact list evaporates. We yank you out of Niagara on the lake and plunk you in the middle of wherever, somewhere Saskatch else. Saskatchewan? Nothing wrong with Saskatchewan. No, 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 but it's, it's not very populated. <laughs> okay, so let's say, yeah, certainly since you really don't know, you haven't been in there very, you know, it's a new place, so it could be Saskatchewan, sure. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And... You've got your knowledge, right? So you know how to do deals and you, and, and you know all that kind of stuff. Let's say you had to raise half a million, and I'm talking about not, not buying a $500,000 property, but you got to raise $500,000 in investor capital within, let's say, I'll give you 90 days, okay? Knowing what you know now, how would you do that? I would find out um, any event chamber of commerce or any event real estate event where people what i might find people who are interested in real estate and i would just do what i've done from day one join attend network build trust build a list and and then find the deals so to me it would not yeah and 90 days is, is, is a long time to do that but uh um yeah, that's it. I'll just find people in group number three, wherever they are. I would I would contact local realtors because they obviously know people. They know people who are first time buyer and only time one time buyer. That's fine, but they also know investors. They know whatever. I, I would just look for the people. Just look for the people and keep start all over again, building the list, building, establishing trust, and then find the deals and find the money. That's what I would do. Uh, Sorry. Nothing no, original. Sure, but that makes, you follow your own, you take your own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked once. It's just this, yeah. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Awesome, Daniel. This has been fantastic. I've taken all sorts of notes. You've given me fodder for thoughts on, on how I can work even better with my VIP clients, helping them to find investors and raise capital. So thank you very much for your, your insight there. Welcome. So as we're wrapping up, if somebody's watching this and they're just kind of getting started, you've already given them a good, good framework for you know, what they should be doing. Are there any particular books or resources that you would, uh, you would recommend when it comes to real estate investing and especially when it comes to raising money and finding investors? Well, anything written by Kiyosaki obviously is, is, is a no-brainer here if you're in real estate, but one of my all-time favorite books by Harvey McKay, 
very successful uh, business person, but the book is called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty, which is all about networking, following up, and everything else. But if there's one book on networking that I think, and I have about 40 or 50 of them in my library, but that to me is the best one. Um, seriously, if you only read one book on networking, that's the one, dig your well before you're thirsty. And even when you just say that line, because you know what, what we were talking about earlier, about me doing all I do, and then I just send an email. Well, the email is me asking for a glass of water, but all the work before was digging the well. So that's why it's so easy at this point for me to get the glass of water because I've dug the well way back then. It's a deep well you've dug, my friend. And this is the yeah, unlimited supply of water here. This is fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, Fantastic. and yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. But that's only going to get you to find the people. Now, this is kind of, I don't know how to, how do I say that here? Because this is how you find the people, but Dave Dubo is the guy who teaches people how to get money from the people that you find. So how do I say that on the webinar by Dave Dubo, that the best resource anywhere to learn how to talk to people and get them to invest with you is Dave Dubo's seminars, blog, whatever you do, you're the master at that. You are the master at that. So stick with Dave. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. I truly appreciate that. Now, Daniel, I know people are going to get massive value out of our conversation today. If they would like to find out more about Daniel St. Jean, who you are, what you do, connect with you, what would you like them to do? What's the best way to have people reach out to you? Oh, well, I'll just give uh, two URL, two websites. Uh, one of is our company. So it's www.s as in Sam, A-S as in Sam, R-E-I-G, sasreg.com, which is the, the our website where we, yeah, and also there's all kinds of resources there for people to do. And the other one is the website for our club in Burlington. And the reason why, first of all, a lot of people listening to this might live in the GTA, so we'd love to see them. But also in the new year, we're starting an online membership where we're going to be providing tons of information online. So keep it in the back of your mind if you live in Saskatchewan, because in the new year, you'll be able to, we'll be able to connect with you. And that is the right club and it's spelled t-h-e-r-e-i-t-e club.com the right club.com it stands for real estate investment training and education club.com so there's already some information there but that's a good way to connect with that with me perfect my friend thank you so much it's been a real pleasure as always and i wish you and laurel all the best in your continuing travels and adventures and, and living the real estate lifestyle. So hats off to you. Thank you. Same here, Dave. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. And if you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. Be very, very much appreciated. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.